in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we sing our Hosanna, we echo the worship and the praise of those who welcomed Jesus to Jerusalem on that first Palm Sunday over 2,000 years ago. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Now we have the first reading of the Gospel for Palm Sunday from John 12, verse 12 to 19. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples didn't understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified, they realized that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. Now the crowd that was with him, when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead, continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. These are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Praise to you, O Christ. Hosanna in the highest. And now we have the confession and forgiveness of sins. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness. Therefore you are feared. Since we are gathered here, to hear God's word and call upon him in prayer and praise. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking His grace for the sake of Christ, and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And now you have one minute to confess your sins before the Lord. Almighty God, have mercy upon us. Forgive us our sins and lead us to everlasting life. Amen. Almighty God, in His mercy, has given His Son to die for you and for me and for everyone. 
and for his sake forgives you all your sins as a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority I therefore announce the forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also be with you. Let's pray. We pray, Almighty and everlasting God, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, take upon himself our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross. Mercifully grant that we may follow the example of his great humility and patience and be made partakers of his resurrection through the same Jesus Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now we have the first hymn, number 442, All Glory, Lord and Honor. The first reading today. The Sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. The Sovereign Lord has opened my ears. I haven't been rebellious. I have not turned away. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I didn't hide my face from mocking and spitting. Because the Sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, have I set my face like flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who then will bring charges against me? Let us face each other. Who is my accuser? Let him confront me. It is the sovereign Lord who helps me. Who will condemn me? They will all wear out like a garment. The moth will eat them up. And now let's sing to the Lord, hymn 856, O Christ, who called the twelve. We celebrate today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the Christian Church, Today, everywhere, they celebrate Palm Sunday. And Palm Sunday, which is uh, called sometimes other names like Hosanna. Sunday, so what is called in Hebrew, Hosanna means save us. So when we call it Hosanna Sunday, mean the Sunday that the Lord appeared to his people in Jerusalem as the King of Salvation. So today the salvation of humans was proclaimed. So we call it, as I said, Bomb Sunday. Some people, they call it Branch Sunday. Others, they call it Hosanna Sunday, and so on. So this Sunday is very significant for all the Christians everywhere. And there are traditions 
that uh, Christians, according to their culture, they celebrate this Palm Sunday. So Palm Sunday, sometimes we call it also the Sunday of Basca, or what we call in Greek sometimes, Bascha. And the Bascha is the week, the last week of the Lent, which is the Holy Week, where the Christians celebrate this occasion everywhere in the world, and they remember the death of our Lord Jesus Christ and what happened to him before the cross. This Sunday also, we call it the Triumphant Sunday. Triumphant means victory. So the theologians called it uh, the Triumphant Sunday because it is a victorious entry of Jesus Christ to Jerusalem, the city of God as the king of salvation. So remember this term, the king of salvation. Many people, when they talk about this entry, they focus on Jesus as a king. And remember that when they crucified him on the cross, they had a sign on the cross saying, this is the king of the Jew. And this was like mocking him because he entered Jerusalem as a triumphant king. But actually, it's not the king the way the humans may understand, but it is the king of salvation. Today, the salvation of humanity is proclaimed. So we call it sometimes, as I said, the Hosanna, or the word in Hebrew is Hushana. Hushana. And this sometimes we call it Hushana Sunday, which is the same in Arabic, Ahad al Sha'anin. Now, the word Hosanna means save us. It is the same word Hosanna in English, and it came from the Hebrew Hosanna, and it means save us. So Jesus Christ, as you know, he visited Jerusalem many times, but they are few means he visited it maybe six times, seven times after he started his uh, public ministry, maybe less. But the main visit of Jesus Christ is this one. Why? Because this was the last visit. He was going to die on the cross. And also this one is the victorious 
visit or entrance, although it ended by his death on the cross. And this Sunday, as you know, is the last Sunday before Resurrection Sunday. And we consider Palm Sunday is the beginning of the Holy Week. And to understand the Palm Sunday, we have a history for this. As I said before, it is the word Basca or Bascha, and this means pass over. You know, the Jewish people used to celebrate the Passover by having a lamb, they kill the lamb, and they grill the lamb, and they eat all the meat of the lamb, uh, and then they celebrate, and this reminded them how the Lord Jesus, how the Lord brought them out of Egypt, the land of slavery. And so they give thanks to the Lord by offering a sacrifice. And the Lord told them to do this every year. Jesus, with his disciples, they did the Passover. But this week, he will be himself the Passover for all humanity, even those who don't like or accepted him. So again, the word Basca or Bascha means Passover. And the beginning of the Passover is Palm Sunday. The Christian church started to celebrate uh, the Holy Week on the fourth century. So this means the church didn't celebrate the Holy Week or Resurrection for more than 300 years. And the celebration came on the fourth century, starting by Palm Sunday this means the Passover of Jesus started in Jerusalem when he entered as the King of Salvation. And as you know that uh, this time of the Passover was like the pilgrim, pilgrimage time for many people to come to Jerusalem, Jewish people from all countries of the world, and most of them for sure they were wealthy people, because no one can do this trip and pay all this money and they come to Jerusalem and offer a sacrifice if they were not wealthy. So. The church, as I said, started to celebrate the Holy Week on the 4th century. And this festival season of Passover for the Jews in this old city was filled with pilgrims, visitors, travelers from everywhere who had come from many countries to share in the feast. 
and the records we have from the first and second century which are secular census records said that at this time when Jesus was in Jerusalem on Palm Sunday there were two million five hundred thousands people in Jerusalem I need you to remember this number when you read the gospel you look oh and the people were uh, many of them and they crowded and they had uh, branches and put it on the ground and Jesus passed on it but actually this is a very limited understanding of the festival when Jesus entered Jerusalem by his victorious entry on the Palm Sunday there were two million five hundred thousand people in Jerusalem and all of them might see Jesus or understand who is Jesus or listened about him and the rumor spread in the city said Jesus Christ is a come is coming Jesus Christ is the king of the Jews as you know Jesus asked for a donkey and the donkey in the Hebrew tradition means the animal of peace and so Jesus as the Prince of Peace the King of Peace he came to Jerusalem the city of God riding on a donkey now you understand the significance why he did choose a donkey because the donkey represented the animal of peace he didn't come riding on a horse why because the horse represents war represents attack represent fight but Jesus came to Jerusalem as the king of peace and the king of salvation so he didn't use a horse because the horses in this time used only by the kings or the fighters in the war so Jesus said I am not this kind of king I am not a king from this earth and also I don't come to fight why he said why he did that because the people of Israel were waiting for the Messiah and they believed this Messiah will come to fight for them and defeat the Romans and then will set them free they will be kings but Jesus was not this way he came to save and his salvation is not an earthly one but it is 
heavenly one. Now we know how Jesus entered victoriously into Jerusalem and also how many people were there. So imagine that. Two million plus five hundred thousand people listened or heard or saw Jesus Christ coming to the city riding on a donkey. What do you think if this was a strong missionary outreach? Of course, yeah, it was. On the other side, the city of Jerusalem had, as I said, the wealthy and also the religious leaders because Jerusalem has the center of Sanhedrin which is a synagogue or the high headquarters of the Jews and they control everything and also they have the temple in Jerusalem that controlled by Sadducees who were the priests and the high priest. So he came to this area. Wealthy people, superficially religious leaders, and Jesus attacked the scribes and the Pharisees, as mentioned in Matthew 23, and called them hypocrites. Also, as I said, the Sadducees, who are the priests and the high priests, had a lot of attacks against Jesus Christ. And remember, after he had the miracle of raising Lazarus from death, this was about one week or less before he entered Jerusalem. They were planning to catch him, to arrest and kill him. But again, Jesus, in the dilemma of all these circumstances, he entered Jerusalem. And he entered as a victorious king. He was a king on the hearts, not a king on the earth. So Jesus as the king here, he was the king of salvation, means the king of the hearts for those people who believed in him and still believe in him every day. He is the king of the hearts. He didn't come to have an earthly kingdom at all because he is the heavenly God. For this reason, he showed them that he was different. For, for that reason also, many people followed him. And let's read Mark 11, 9. Let's read Mark 11, 9. And those who went before and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! And those who went before and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! 
Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. So all the people followed him after he did the miracle of Lazarus and the other people from the pilgrims in Jerusalem, all of them, they followed him and they were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. The meaning of the word Hosanna in the highest means our salvation comes from above. It comes from this heavenly God who became a man to die and to save all of us. So this is the meaning of the word, Hosanna in the highest. He is not from this earth. He is the one without sin and his salvation and redemption is eternal and his blood can forgive all our sins for all humans. So Jesus entered Jerusalem with shouting people and as usual the enemy will never stop. So the Pharisees and the scribes started to say oh see even the children they shout and say, Hosanna. And Jesus answered, If the children stopped, the rocks and the stones will shout. You are hard-hearted. You don't understand this day that was written about me as mentioned in Zechariah chapter 9, and verse 9 and follow. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout loud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he. Humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the fall of a donkey. So Jesus entered Jerusalem as a humble king. No one can come to salvation without being a humble person. You know, Jesus, when he was talking to the Jews one day, and they told him, we are the children of Abraham, who you are. And Jesus answered them, Abraham saw my day and rejoiced. This is the day that Abraham had seen. It's not the day of the birth of Jesus Christ, but it is the day of the entrance of Jesus Christ victoriously into Jerusalem, because this is the way he can die on the cross and save all humanity. Jesus came to show them that he is the true temple. You know, when he talked to some people also and said, oh, look at this temple, how beautiful it is. I can destroy it and build it back in three days. So some of them, scribes and Pharisees, came attacking and said, oh, how come? This temple was built in 46 years. And by the way, at this time, the temple was not totally finished. This means 46 years 
plus. And Jesus was talking about his body, that he can die, and after three days he will come again. They didn't understand him. And as you know, the temple was destroyed completely at year 70 AD. And also they didn't understand till now that he was talking about the temple of his body. This one, Jesus, the Messiah, is a descendant of Abraham, of Isaac and Jacob, of David. He is from the tribe of Judah. He is the heir of David, as he mentioned. What this means? This means he was one of them, a Jew. But they didn't understand, and they didn't follow the prophecies, as mentioned in Genesis 12, Genesis 17, Numbers 24, and Isaiah 9. They didn't understand that this is the one who is talking about the temple of his body. So Jesus today, in his end, triumphant entrance to Jerusalem, he came to his temple. And as Malachi said, he came to his temple, the messenger of God, or the messenger of the new covenant will come to his temple. And the temple is his body, not the temple built by people from stones in Jerusalem. And Paul said, and we are his temple. So again, Malachi said he came to his temple. And Paul said, and we are his temple. What this means? This means that he came to us on this day, entering the human people to make them saved by his blood. So he came to his temple, and we are his temple. Now we are the descendants of God because as we believe in him, we became members in his family. We are the children of God by adoption. We had the inheritance of salvation through Jesus Christ and not that only but also the heavenly partition will be for us in heaven. Again, remember today is a central day for the Christianity because this is the day of the victorious entry of Jesus to Jerusalem, the city of God, the city that we're waiting for the Messiah. It is the day that the crowds everywhere, they spread their clocks and palm branches on the streets and shouted, Hosanna, 
Hosanna to the son of David and the blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They honored him as their long-awaited Messiah and the King of salvation and peace. Palm Sunday is a central celebration for the Christianity. And if you don't understand what Jesus did on this day, you need to know that he came for you as a person. Jesus Christ, by his body, he entered Jerusalem and we were in him. All the humanity were included in the body of Jesus Christ. The same body that born from Virgin Mary, the same body that went every day, everywhere and every day to do good, the same one who went to Jerusalem, the same one who did miracles, the same one who was crucified. For this reason, we were crucified with Jesus on the cross. To those only who believe in him and those who had his salvation, we proclaim him as our king, the king of salvation, and praise him and say, Hosanna to the son of David, Hosanna to the son of God, Hosanna, and the blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord to achieve salvation for all humans. So, as Jesus entered Jerusalem, he will come again. And his second coming will be a final coming. And on the same day, he will take the church with him. He will rise up with the church. And we will be in him. Jesus entered Jerusalem with us because we were in him crucified and we were in him died and we were with him resurrected and ascended and we are with him so remember that you are now in Jesus Christ who is on the right side of God the Father in heaven. This is the meaning of the beginning of the Holy Week, the last week of the earthly life of Jesus Christ that started by Palm Sunday. Now, going with Jesus in his journey during this week because this is your journey. If you believe, really, you are in him. You are in him now, in heaven. How privileged we have. How blessing we have in the Lord, the one who came 
to make us his lovers, his beloved people, not any more slaves. For this reason, if we have the joy in Christ and we are really in heaven with him now, although we're still in this flesh on this earth, why we are afraid, why we are worried, why we are weary. We are different from the rest of humans because we already are heavenly citizens and we are in Christ in heaven now. Why you are afraid from coronavirus? Why all the people are terrified everywhere? The reason is they don't have this assurance that God gave us in Christ that we are now saved, redeemed, and have eternal life. And now, and I say now and now, we are in Christ in heaven. So rejoice today and be ready to walk with the Lord this journey during his holy walk, holy week, because this is your journey. And may the Lord, who had entered Jerusalem victoriously, entered with us, bless you, and keep you safe and assure that you have really the eternal life and you are now in heaven, in the body, the resurrected, victorious body of Jesus Christ. Amen. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understandings, keep hearts and minds in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now we have a rest, and then we continue with the statement of faith. I, Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets, and I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. 
and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now we have the prayers of the church, so let's pray together. Heavenly Father, gracious Lord, the Holy Spirit, we thank you for the great gift that you offered us through the Son, Jesus Christ, who came in the flesh, incarnate like any one of us without sin, and went to the cross and died on it, buried, but he was not hold by death, but he raised again, and all of us raised also in him to have the eternal life. Jesus, Lord, hear our prayers. Lord, have mercy. Lord, the Son of God, the living Son of God, we come today before you, before your throne, to ask for the forgiveness of sins and also to know where we are. We thank you, Lord, for your victorious entrance as the King of salvation today to Jerusalem. And as you go to this journey more than 2,000 years ago, we like to join you this week to remember what you have done for us to be saved and to be your victorious church. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, we pray for the whole world. We pray for all our communities and everywhere where this virus attacked people, killed thousands, infected over one million persons. We know, Lord, that you are in control, and we know that nothing can happen without your will. So, Lord, help us to understand what you want us to learn from this disaster or this crisis. For sure, Lord, there is a message and there is a lesson for humans everywhere to know and learn. Lord, I ask you to use this time, bad time, hard time for humans, but for us it doesn't matter because we are heavenly citizens. But I ask you, Lord, to guide and lead millions of people who don't know you as the Lord and Savior, who don't touch your salvation and didn't hear about the power that you had in your blood, that they may be forgiven if they come and repent. Lord, save. Save souls, Lord. Save millions, Lord. Bring many to your kingdom and use all the bad things for the best to build your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, have mercy. I pray also, Lord, for the leaders of the world and those who are in the health field everywhere to be guided by the Holy Spirit and to 
uh, understand what they do so you can help all of them to help their people and uh, their nations to come to a solution soon to eradicate this virus from the world and again Lord we trust you and your will be done Lord in your mercy Lord have mercy I pray also Lord for those who passed away from this coronavirus that you may give comfort and peace to their families and those also are afflicted infected by this virus to help uh, the doctors and nurses and those who are first responders to treat them wisely so they can be healed and they can glorify you Lord so give wisdom to those who are in a charge and give them also energy I pray for the team health the team of workers who are responding to this crisis to give them strength to guide them with your wisdom for the best of the patients and we ask you Lord for your mercy Lord have mercy also I pray for those who are mourning and to give them comfort and those who are afflicted by different kind of diseases or everywhere that you may touch them by your healing hands I pray for my people and also I pray for all the sick everywhere in every place in the world to touch them and heal them and bring them to faith so they can know that you are the true physicians Lord have mercy we pray Lord all of this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ who came and died to give us life in him in your name Lord we pray Lord have mercy and now we pray together the Lord's Prayer our Father our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen amen and now as the beginning of the holy week we have a reading from the gospel of Matthew chapter 27 from verse 11 to 66 and it talks about the Christ's passion the time of suffering from his entry to Jerusalem to his death on the cross and now we read Matthew 27 meanwhile Jesus stood before the governor and the governor asked him are you the king of the Jews you have said so Jesus replied when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders he gave no answer then Pilate asked him 
Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. Now it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, which one do you want me to release to you, Jesus Barabbas, or Jesus who is called the Messiah? For he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent to him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? Asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do then with Jesus who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? Asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, his blood is on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. But he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand. Then they knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews, they said. They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on his head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the rope and put his own claws on him and him away to crucify him. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There, they offered Jesus wine to drink, mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots, and sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him, this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their hands and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He is the king of Israel. 
Let him come down from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, he's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let us see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The people who died were raised to life. They went to Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, surely he was the son of God. Many women were there watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal his body and tell the people that he has been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. Amen. These are red so that you may believe that Jesus is a Christ, 
the Son of God, and that by believing in him you may have life in his name. Praise to you, O Christ. Hosanna. Save us, Lord. Dear friends in Christ, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. And now receive the benediction of the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. And now go in peace, serve the Lord. Remember that we have service every day, Monday, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday. It will be on the website at 7 p.m. and also on Monday, Thursday we'll have a service also recorded and will be on the website at 7 p.m. On Holy Friday we have a live streaming at 7 p.m. and also Resurrection Sunday a live streaming at 9.30 a.m. God bless you all and see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.